to the Tuesday version of the Daily Walk, and we're in one of my favorite books today, Habakkuk, or some of you say Habakkuk, and it's just three chapters, so we probably won't be long today, but it's my favorite because this starts out much like Job, because Habakkuk voices complaints, and it says, how long, O Lord? Must I call for help? And it's it's really in the Habakkuk's writing in the time of Judah when Judah's in sin and and things are gonna happen. He knows that the Lord is gonna send some kind of disaster to him because they're falling away. They're worshiping idols. They're in living a sinful lifestyle, and the people following God are being oppressed. And there's a lot of persecution, and the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Basically, that mindset, it's the survival of the fittest mindset, which, you know, really is a lot of what happens today. Again, I keep saying, you know, a lot of what we read from then is applicable to today, right? And so, excuse me, so what... Habakkuk is doing is he is like, Lord, when is this going to end? And I think about think about our own life when we're going through struggles. We think, when is this going to end? And I know I've had weeks where I've learned not to say, Lord, when is this going to end? But I know that if I can just get through this because the Lord never said it would be easy but what he did promise was he would be there with us in the storm and that's a whole nother uh message but and we'll get to that when we get to the new testament we're going to be able to see that a little clearer and uh uh, yeah i can't wait for that but anyway (laughs) so he complains to that and the lord's reply okay, will lead him to yet another complaint. But the interesting thing is Habakkuk is complaining to God. He isn't complaining to his friends like Job did, right? And he's complaining about the destruction and how the land is uh, full of deceit and evil. And so God just lays it out for him. And he says, look around at the nations and be amazed. For one day, I'm raising up the Babylonians. And he just names them out. And the Babylonians, remember, that's where Nineveh is. Nineveh is the capital. They're a cruel and violent people. And he says, they're going to march across the world and conquer other lands. And we know they're noted for their cruelty and they do whatever they like. So they're going to come swooping in and they're going to take out all the people and run them into exile. So now, get this, 
The Lord's just told Habakkuk what's going to happen to Judah, and it does, right? They go into exile for 70 years to the hands of the Babylonians. And what's interesting is when he hears that, then he freaks out because he knows how cruel and brutal they are. Remember, Jonah didn't want to go give him the message. Then they turn to God, but then they fall away from God again. So Nahum gives them the message that they're going to be destroyed. But then, of course, they're not going to listen to Nahum because they are ill in their own power, right? And they aren't destroyed immediately, obviously, because they come in and they take Judah out. But remember, as the story goes, if we go back enough, Rome comes in, Medo-Persia comes in. Medo-Persia takes over Babylon, and Rome takes over everything. So Habakkuk, after he hears that and freaks out, then he's like, oh, surely you don't plan to wipe us all out. And he starts crying out to the Lord, you're our rock, you are our salvation, but yet you're going to send the Babylonians to correct us? Oh my goodness, that's treachery. They are like awful. They're going to string us up and put hooks in our mouths and, and, you know, and he starts thinking of the bad things they do to people. So he's crying out to the Lord for this. And so he says, I'm going to climb my watchtower and I'm going to watch because he's just going to watch and see, one, what will, what's the Lord's reply going to be to my second complaint, but I'm going to watch because now I'm on guard. I want, you know, I want to be ready for when these guys come. Now, what part of ready, I'm wondering what he means. But the Lord has a second reply for him. And it's a reply of hope. Okay, and this is the hope that we take, you know, because there is there is punishment coming for all those that turn from God and push him out of their life. We know that. But there is this overwhelming joy and hope for those that stay true to God. So God tells him, he says, write my answer plainly on tablets so the runner can carry the correct message to others. And he, in, in other versions it says, for those running by can plainly see. This vision is for a future time and it describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Okay, so his vision, he wants him to know and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, Wait patiently. This is what I said yesterday. Though it may tarry, that's another version of the way they put it. Though it may tarry, be patient, wait patiently. For it will surely take place and it will not be delayed. Okay, so the time's coming. We just don't know. Remember, yeah, we're not in the New Testament. I want to get ahead. But Jesus says, the hour is not known. Even the Son doesn't know. Only the Father knows. But we can be sure that there's a time coming that 
we will all stand before the Father and be judged, right? And a lot of people want to put that on um, the rapture, but here's what I want to tell you. I was I was a flight medic for a long time, 26 years, and I saw death at many ages. And I talk about a day on shift, we did 24-hour shifts, where everybody that day died from a 18-month-old baby to a 60-some-year-old man with a... 15-year-old kid on a scene flight in the middle. And and it, it really wrecked me because in that, I, I just, when you're on the street, you have moments where you can get away from that. You go do a transfer, you have stubbed toe calls. But that day, everybody died and everything was critical. And I came home and told my wife, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And she's like, no, God's going to use that for ministry. And you aren't going to get calls unless they're the real serious calls. You, God created you for this. You can do this. And it changed my perspective, and, I, and I, I did that. And so I really began to look at the Word and study things on, on how the Lord comes for people. And what we have to re- realize is, yeah, the rapture's real, it's in the Bible, but what we have to realize is the second coming of Christ for us could come at any moment. That's the big thing. His second coming for one of us could come at any moment. And that's what I realized that day is, he's coming again, yes, but it doesn't necessarily mean it has to wait for the rapture. His second coming and his rapture of individual people could come at any moment. And man, that day it hit me really big because I saw it come to a baby, to a teenager, to a elderly adult, all within a 24-hour period. So what Habakkuk is getting an idea of here is he's coming. His judgment is coming. So be ready. It will surely take place and will not be delayed. And he says, look at the proud. This verse in Habakkuk 2.4 is so well used. It's also, Paul mentions it twice in Romans one seventeen and Galatians 3.11, and it's also mentioned in Hebrews 10.35, if I can read my writing. But it says, look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked, okay? But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. And that's the promise that he's given that day, is look, all this calamity's coming for sure. But when the Lord comes to wipe out the unrighteousness, the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. So what's that saying? What that says is, write this on tablets so all to see that yes, it's coming, it will take place, it will not be delayed, 
and don't worry about it. <laughs> don't fear it because if you are in the Lord, you will live in the Lord. Woo, that's exciting to me. So then God expands on that and says, hey, look, yes, Babylon's going to come. And he's going to take them all into uh, exile, but soon the ones that capture them will be captured themselves, and the ones that become rich on extortion and all that, they will be captured, and they will be taken away and all their stuff's going to be overthrown because he's going to send something even bigger that they will be turned to ashes. So their work will all be in vain. And so the Lord is in his holy temple and the whole earth will be silent before him. And so he talks about how, yeah, they're coming, but the demise of the Babylons will surely follow, you know, and that will be the metal Persian reign. So when Habakkuk hears that and he sees that the righteous will live by their faith in God, he turns to praise. And the whole chapter three is a, a prayer of praise Habakkuk writes to praise the Lord and give him thanks for even though he knows that there's going to be calamity and chaos he knows that he's safe in the Lord so what does he do he starts this thing and he starts praying about it so here's what you have to take if you're living with Jesus living in the Lord there's a song that says, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of the Lord. No matter what struggle you're going through, no matter what kind of calamity you might be facing, it will end because God is with you. And know that you are sheltered safe within the arms of God as long as you're in relationship with God. And if you're going through a struggle right now and and you've not really had God in your life, what would be the greatest thing ever is to say, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. And just repent and say, Lord, I've, I've pushed you out of my life. I need you to come into my life right now. I know I can't do it without you. That's what I had to say that one day in November back in 1996. I can't do it without you. My track record proves it. Because it says right there in the word, write it big for all to see. The guy running by can see. There's a day coming, and it will surely happen. And even though it seems like it might tarry, like it may be slow in approaching, it will happen. But those who live in righteousness by their faith will live in God. Wow. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. So on this Tuesday, 
Let's make that our prayer, just like Habakkuk did. Lord, I need you, and I want to live within you. And I know that you're with me. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my